0: Guess what guys, there is only one place you can get a true Colorado Mountain Pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado Mountain Pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint-glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at Bojo's.com. That's Bojo's.com, and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good, with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, James it go and there's your touchdown michael gallup got it down low hornung and here come the students leading by 10 here's van pelt he's at the five touchdown colorado state What's up guys we are back with another edition of the dnvr rams podcast presented by bojo's pizza happy one week anniversary it's the one week anniversary of 2020 that's right we're one week into the new decade and i still feel just as empty inside no i'm just kidding uh i, I do feel exactly the same as i felt one week ago i don't really feel any different than i did on new years maybe that's a bit of a rip off i talked about yesterday how i was going through the the struggle of no longer getting tab breaks anymore i realized that it was kind of a depressing moment realizing yeah i'll never have another winter break again it's just normal work for well the foreseeable future at least but that's okay i love what i do and we've got a fun episode planned today I'm uh, gonna give my thoughts on the season premiere of The Bachelor, but I'm gonna save that for last because I know a lot of you guys don't care about The Bachelor. But hey, even if you don't, I encourage you to to stick around till the end and, and just give it, you know, give it a little bit of a listen. Maybe you'll end up wanting to give the show a chance. Uh, I certainly am not a Bachelor expert, so it's not like it's gonna be in-depth analysis. This is more just like the random thoughts that popped into my head while watching the the drama train wreck that is the bachelor but i really did love it i, I loved the first episode it was 3 hours long so much content 3 hours long uh, i was hooked even and by like hour 2 i was like all right this is a this is a bit much but we'll talk about that later first i wanted to talk about the report that surfaced about San Diego State head coach Rocky Long potentially uh, on the movies supposedly shopping himself for defensive coordinator roles. Such a weird, weird situation. He's obviously a guy that's had nothing but success since he went out to San Diego, but he's obviously like, I don't know. It seems like he's a little bit discontented uh, with the admin. I know they had a weird situation come up where they wanted some staff changes I mean, the Aztecs don't play sexy football. There's no doubt about that for a program that maybe is trying to win over the fans because they've got this brand new stadium in the works. Maybe they want to move on to something flashy and they're trying to push him out. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe Rocky Long just wants out. Maybe he's trying to make a move for the power five. Uh, anything's really possible, uh, but it definitely seems weird. Just given the last couple of years, I mean, he's, Making bowl games every year, competing for conference championships, just about, you know, like every other season or so. I know, it hasn't actually played out that way, but you know what I mean. Roughly like, three out of the last six or seven years. So, not not like the Aztecs have been struggling. The one thing is, he's not the highest uh, compensated coach in the world. That was pointed out to me on Twitter. Maybe he's, just angling for a pay raise, and, if that's possible, he's probably just got a good agent. I mean as we see these agents sure are chatty they uh, put a lot of stuff out there and some of it is true some of it isn't true uh, but it certainly makes speculation season interesting uh, in the off season so i will certainly be interested to see how this all plays out i think san diego state would be honestly i think they'd be dumb to let him go i mean i know there's plenty of quality coaches out there they have Brady Hoke on the staff already a guy who's a head coach at Michigan so maybe they feel they'd be fine you know without him but the grass is not always greener folks I think so many programs have to find that out the hard way they just they get greedy they get a little bit selfish they want to be bigger than what they are they want to be something that they're not and if they ended up pushing Rocky Long out I think that would ultimately backfire in the long run that's just my take on the situation but I definitely uh, definitely will be curious to see if Rocky Long is still the head coach of San Diego State next fall or maybe he'll be at you know Syracuse or wherever else it it may end up being I don't I don't know I was definitely surprised when I saw those uh, those tweets on Twitter though but uh, yeah definitely gonna be an interesting situation out in San Diego over the next six months or so we'll want to keep our eyes on that one Uh, along with the Aztecs news we do have a little bit more information on what the CSU football staff is is starting to shape out like uh, back before the early signing period it kind of seemed like Keith Gilmore a defensive line coach and Brian Applewhite had a pretty good chance to be retained they were the guys that got sent out on the road to to recruit and ultimately did a good job. Obviously, they were able to secure a, a pretty decent signing class, all things considered. Now, uh, the way things are moving, it doesn't sound like either one of those guys are going to be back. Uh, real chance that there's going to be nobody from the old staff that ends up being retained. Kind of odd. I mean, usually you see a new coach come in and at least keep a few guys around for the sake of cohesion, and and that could still happen. I mean, there's plenty of coaches on staff, so who knows you know, who ends up clicking with Adazio in the end. But at this point, it, it kind of just seems like they're going with guys that they're comfortable with, that they're familiar with. Uh, maybe Adazio feels like he needs to start from the ground up. The connection just wasn't there with some of these old guys. I just, I don't know. It's It's certainly a weird situation. They've done a good job of keeping things quiet over the last month or so, I imagine. A lot of this national news that's coming out is coming from agents, and you know that makes sense. That's why some of it has been correct and some of it has been incorrect, uh, but I will definitely be interested to see when they make some of this stuff official. We had a piece come out on the site for subscribers the other day just kind of talking about Joey Lynch, the expected offensive coordinator, as well as Chuck Heater, the expected defensive coordinator. I just kind of broke down you know, what they'd done throughout their careers, how I expected them to, to transition here at CSU and and what the Ram fans can maybe just expect moving forward. Uh, we still don't know a lot of the position coaches at this point. I know Louis Adazio is going to coach uh, the offensive line. That's obviously the, the son of Steve Adazio. We know that Brian White, a uh, former Boston College coach, is potentially going to coach the running backs. That's about it. We don't know. Um, We don't know who's going to coach wide receivers. We don't know a lot of the defensive coaches at this point. But Football Scoop did come out with another report stating that Sean Cronin will be joining the staff. He is Chuck Heater's son-in-law, worked as a defensive end coach under Heater at Marshall, most recently coached linebackers at South Florida, coached defensive tackles before that, Uh, obviously has worked with a variety of position groups, could be. Gilmore's replacement could be the linebacking coach we don't really know uh, what exactly they're expecting him to do at this point also you know that report is not verified but considering he's Heater's son-in-law I I would imagine that uh, it's pretty legit really there are there are two ways to kind of look at how this uh, staff situation has played out and I think they both make sense I think either way you look at it I think you can make a pretty strong case it just depends about on, um, you know how you frame things you know on one hand it makes sense to bring in coaches that will you know they'll all be on the same page and have good working chemistry they're comfortable with each other they know what each other expects they probably have an idea of what the other coaches like to run how they want practice to be a program all that thing you know the the day-to-day stuff that you maybe don't even necessarily see you know on the football field just being comfortable with each other knowing what you want a program to look like the other way to look at it is that you know some nepotism is taking place and adazio is just going out and and hiring you know his kid and a bunch of his buddies a bunch of people from the urban meyer coaching tree i mean at this point i I really think both points are fair it's just kind of depends on how you how you see things probably a situation like most where it's gray it's not black and white hardly anything in life is Uh, but definitely definitely interesting to see uh, how few of Bobo's guys appear to be uh, a part of the picture moving forward so we will certainly you know keep our ear to the ground we'll talk about it more as it plays out looking forward to at some point getting an official announcement and a chance to talk to some of these guys but Until then, you know, all we can really do is speculate and and wait it out. So we will see how this plays out. Uh, When we come back from the break, I'm going to give my thoughts on The Bachelor. So if you're not interested in that, maybe time to tune out. Uh, But first, I just wanted to shout out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. For months now, I've been telling you about how awesome Breckenridge, how you guys have to get out and try it, and, you know, it's still the case. We've got the NFL playoffs in full swing. We've got the college football playoff coming up on Monday. You're going to want some brews. You're going to want to have some friends over. If you do so, grab a 12-pack. I couldn't recommend the Avalanche Ale more. Just a classic, you know, American Amber Ale. If you're going for something a little bit a uh, little bit sweeter, a little bit tartar, I would go with, you know, I'd go with the Colorado Core. You just can't go wrong with that apple. So crisp, so smooth, just so delicious. I brought it to multiple family functions. My mom loves it. My brother loves it. His girlfriend loves it. Uh, So grab some Colorado Core. Grab a six-pack of Avalanche Ale. Whatever you do, though, grab some Breckenridge Brewery. Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. And, folks, it's it's the time you've all been waiting for. It's time to talk The Bachelor. I watched the final two episodes of last season when I was out in Las Vegas for the Mountain West Tournament. I was st- staying in an Airbnb with a couple of my student media pals from back in the day, and when we were out there, uh, they convinced me to watch the the finale of The Bachelor with them. That was obviously the season with Colton. Don't know his last name don't like him enough to look it up i don't even care but uh it it was definitely definitely something that caught my attention it's just full of drama it's it's so over the top it's so extra uh but you know i can pretend like i don't like trash tv but as i've gotten older and i've just i've embraced it you know what's the point it's entertaining it's it connects in the same way for like the the same reasons people watch you know skip and shannon or Or first take, or any of those shows where they just yell at each other. It's it's exciting. It's drama. It's fast. You don't really have to pay that close of attention, and it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm gonna briefly talk about it throughout the season. It's not gonna be a big point of emphasis, but you know as we uh, progress with the season, there's really only gonna be college basketball to talk about. So every now and then we'll just mix it up and give some thoughts on The Bachelor. if you're also listening to The Bachelor, I highly encourage you to, you know, interact with me on Twitter. Tweet at me at Justin T Michael. Let's let's break it down. Let's let's have some fun this season, and just talk about it. But here are a few of my thoughts on The Bachelor as a whole, and and just the first episode, I guess. Uh, first things first. The Peter, I like the guy. I like him way more than Colton. Like I said, I only watched the last two episodes of last season, but. Colton just annoyed me. Something about him. I don't. He jumped over the fence or whatever, and and ran away. And it's like I get it's a, a tough situation to to have to pick, and and especially when it comes down to just like one or two girls or whatever. But I don't know. It's like you've got multiple beautiful women in love with you, and you literally run away. I'm I'm sure it was scripted, but still, uh, just it it bothered me. But my boy Pete, he's off to a better start. Um what a lucky guy first off uh, all all the ladies all the women that are contestants are just ridiculously attractive just incredibly gorgeous individuals and they're all super successful uh, i i don't know how they're all single i'll I'll say that cuz wow but um there're just some awkward things that i can't really get over with this show i think about it constantly you know if you were the the father and if you're just the parents of Peter or of any of these girls like you watch your daughter just like make out with him in front of everyone else and then he just kind of like moves on and makes out with like 14 other girls it's weird enough that they do it in front of everyone I know it's so that the other girls can see it and it and it creates more drama and it creates competition you know everyone wants to see like who can Uh, wow him the most i guess on the first night but how would you like to be like the 14th person to stick your tongue in someone else's mouth that's all i could think about like the first first girl like blindfolds him and kisses him okay cool man like she was super pretty that worked out well but after like eight or nine girls i don't know i just seems not hygienic so hopefully he's at least walking around with some mouthwash i know Uh, typical Justin thinking, like, this dude's having, like, the night of his life getting to make out with every beautiful woman in sight, and all I can think about is, oh, that's gross, but, hey, after, like, six or seven people, that's just, that's kind of a lot. It seems like a lot to me, but uh, I do like the competitiveness of it all. The one thing I noticed is there don't really seem to be any rules. They do these, like, little competitions, and this one girl, they did, like, an obstacle course where they had to get through it, and she just, like, totally cheated. She drove straight through it and ended up winning a one-on-date, one-on-one date date with Pete. They got to fly around in a plane because he's a pilot, which, you know, that seems pretty neat, pretty romantic and all that. Also, a little bit extra for a first date. I mean, you don't even know where this is going. You pull out the plane date on, on day two or whatever. It's like, where do you go from here? Especially if you don't end up connecting with her. It's like, shoot already wasted that awesome date on that one chick that didn't even make it past the third week. But I don't know. Seems, seems a little bit shady the way the whole thing works. You got girls just interrupting each other, cutting each other off for time, stealing each other's time. People are cheating in the competitions. It's, it's total anarchy and, and I absolutely love it. I just, I love all of it. I love the, the shade. I love the passive aggressive comments when they're like, hey, like, I hate you, but I don't want to come off as a you-know-what on TV, so here's, like, a backhanded compliment about how you're a total B. But it's it's just ridiculous. The the big twist was obviously that Hannah B. showed back up. She sent Pete home uh, when she was the Bachelorette, and he was one of the, the competitors, if you don't know the backstory. Obviously, like, broke his heart. Uh, Now they're all conflicted. She showed up to, like, give them these wings back that were this personal gift and then showed up again later in the episode. It was kind of weird. Kind of expected it to happen. Personally, I'm torn because, you know, Allie, got to love Allie. She she pointed out to me that they have this, like, weird contract, so they kind of force Hannah to come back. But I kind of sympathize with Pete because it's his time to shine, man. Like, he put it all out there. She broke up with him. And now that it's his moment, she's back and, and she wants him again, maybe. Not even for sure. Like, kind of maybe. I know love is confusing and all that, but there's there's nothing worse than the girl who doesn't want you until you have, you know, other options. To to quote the, the poets that are Paul Wall and Slim Thug, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. That's my boy Pete. I mean, he... It was his time to shine. He's got 40 just absolutely gorgeous women interested in him. And now the old boo that didn't even want him, that picked someone else over him, shows up and is just making the whole thing confusing. But it's great television. It's certainly great television. I'll say this, Hannah B. seems like a catch. Uh, they definitely seem to have some chemistry. So I'll be I'll be interested to see how it plays out. I'm, I'm definitely hooked after episode one. We'll see if i actually make it through the whole season but at this point i seem to be pretty hooked so we'll talk bachelor more throughout the spring we'll obviously talk hoops and football and the things you guys actually care about but i wanted to just have a little bit of fun i want you guys to to know me more than just being a you know a sports reporter so just trying to to introduce a little bit more of my Everyday life into this podcast, especially as we break uh, into the off season, you know April, May, June, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, got a lot coming up. CSU hoops doesn't play until Saturday. They will play on the road at San Jose State. Big opportunity for the Rams to get their second conference win. Uh, like I talked about yesterday, the next four or five games or so are, are really kind of winnable for the Rams. So they have a chance here to kind of. Make a little run and and put themselves in position to have a better seed in the Mountain West tournament. I do think that you're seeing improvement from this team. You've definitely seen them fight all season, so a lot to be excited for if you're a Ram fan. I know it was a rough 0-3 start in in conference play and and losing to Boulder and Fort Collins always stings, but we still got two months of hoops left. It's the action's really just getting started now, and this is a it's a fun year. The leagues as open as it's been in in quite a while. I mean, I know San Diego State is by far the best team, but you've got a couple teams below them that are really contending. I mean, nobody expected Nevada and UNLV to be undefeated in in league play. Nobody expected Utah State to stumble. I will say Nico Medved did a little bit. He kind of told me before the Duke game that he wondered if Utah State would take a little uh, step back this year, not necessarily that they would be a bad team or anything like that. I just think he foresaw that they made, you know, an incredible run last year, maybe even outplayed their own uh, ceiling. So definitely a lot of fun. Uh, If you're not a subscriber, now is a great time to subscribe. Get some free swag. Always get a dope t-shirt. You know, you don't have to pick a CSU shirt. I, you know, personally think you would want one if you're a Rams fan, especially because they're so dope. Designed by D-Line, but he designs everything for us, and, and we just have so many great So many great options between the Nuggets, the Avs. They're both rolling, obviously. Uh, Get them back on TV, by the way, Comcast. I'm so sick of this. But we will talk about it all in the coming months. Hope everyone has a great Tuesday. Also, check out the Ram Sanity podcast, which I will be on tonight. So I'm not sure when that will actually publish, but I'll share it on social media whenever it does. Looking forward to joining those guys and, and having a good time. But... That's all for today. Word to your mother. Have a great night.